0: What's up? Welcome to a new episode of Movie Shmovie. Um, This is episode number 335. My name is Steve, and I'm here as a co host with always with my boys, Ron and John.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did like like yeah. a- yeah. yeah. no, it like that. I got inserted into it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was, was pre recorded like and we
0: edited it in. Yeah. That's um, like a
1: pretty common complaint about my voice in general. I say hello to people rather than hey or what's up. And they're like, are you a robot? Like, Hello. right it's like it's was, like yeah
2: <laughs> you've brought this up on the show before and i've when you first said it i thought that's weird that ronald thinks that him saying hello is what is weird about him because that might mean that he's an alien that he thinks saying hello is only something <laughs> yeah. he does but then i've thought yeah. about the way that i've heard you say like hello and it does kind of yeah. sound like it's been added in like 80 <laughs> later yeah. like
1: it's not anything i've done on purpose but it it's always. it's I went to the to the uh mail uh the mail room what the, 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 the mail post store? office hey, you got to yeah, start somewhere mail, man
0: the, the mail store
1: yeah the mail store Work I went to post the post <laughs> office and uh I said hello and she went who says hello I was like I say hello she's like okay how can I help you <laughs> That
0: was
1: a great conversation you had, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was very strange. Yeah. Uh
0: so we I guess it'll be this'll be a probably a lean episode, I, I think. I don't know, unless something I else comes so. up to talk about. But yeah, so. we're gonna be talking about uh the, the 94th annual academy awards, and unlike those, we'll hopefully keep this a short episode <laughs> yeah. and uh come in on or under time. And then we're going to also just uh, talk a little bit about the premiere episode of Moon Knight, which just came out this week. Um, if you're listening to this on Friday, it's already yes. on Disney Plus. We're recording. What about Atlanta? Day.
1: Did you guys see Atlanta?
0: I have not watched Atlanta yet, but yeah, we're welcome to talk about that too. I mean, okay. that's been out. Um, I wanted to mention. I wanted to mention Winning Time uh, at some point. This podcast. Winning time. Um, yeah, to the tune of Closing Time. I think that's what they should have <laughs> done as the theme song.
1: That'd Big so miss good. on their part.
0: Big um, miss. But yeah, I don't know. Let's talk about the Oscars a little bit. And we and we, we talked before this recording, and Ronald actually mentioned it. Like, it just, I kind of agreed right off the bat, just like, it happens Sunday. We're recording on Wednesday. Obviously, the whole thing with Will Smith and Chris Rock, the slap, all that is all that yeah. anybody's talking about when it comes to the Oscars. And I mean, for, for just cause, you know, it's it's one of the most wildest things ever to happen for sure. At the Oscars, on TV, live rock, any of that stuff. Like it's, it's just like, it's like a weirdly obviously-
2: human moment. It's a human moment overlaid with a very public moment, right. and, and right. everybody yes. has a take. And every even if somebody seems like they don't have a take and they're just talking about it, all roads lead to some shit take. Right, right. <laughs> and yeah, right. I don't yes. think we need to add our shit takes to the mix of shit takes.
1: Right. Doesn't and help I mean- that I'm friends with 300 comics, like in real right. life. Friend, yeah, same, like, same here. Social media friends with three hundred people who right. who 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 do it for a living or just do it casually. They like the jokes don't stop, you know. So like I've heard, right. I've heard every jo- joke. John's probably heard every joke because he's we have a lot of crossover in the you know in the art space. So like
2: I did, I did hear one joke that I liked because it sidesteps all the punditry. Um, okay, it's, okay. It's uh, what a way for Demi Moore to find out she's not cast in GI Jane 2. Yeah, I saw
1: that too. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that. But let's um, yeah, let
2: yeah I agree. Let's move past it. It's it's a little it's we've all seen too many memes. Like I find it genuinely upsetting to think about what the individual players in this scenario have gone through and what they must be going through and so it feels like i I don't know whenever if something feels like a highly personal matter like that i sort of feel like it's weird that i saw it it's not you know what i mean it doesn't need to be resolved in front of my eyes that felt like something really uh, a a perfect storm of things that happened so yeah yeah i mean if, if, if you watch the broadcast it's like 20 seconds out of the broadcast too so it's like if you left the room to get popcorn you could have missed it and you could just get on with the show and i guess that's what we're going to try to do (laughs) with our right exactly
0: yeah i mean and that's the idea is that like i think we were just saying like that's all that everyone's talking about so there's other things that happened during the broadcast whether you and we'll get into this think it was a good oscars good broadcast good tv you know the production any of that stuff you know that's up for you know a discussion but also just you know the things that did happen that were pretty historic you know, yeah. and pretty exciting, especially a couple of awards that I was very happy to see. You know, I feel like that's probably what we should spend a little time just kind of going over talking about and just kind of let the other topic that everyone's discussing kind of be as it is. Well, I mean, and I'm sure it'll be isn't for a because
2: Isn't the real tragedy of it that that would overshadow yes, it is. things? It and is. if we just talk about yeah. that, yeah. then it's like, all we're doing is letting that happen.
0: So yes, let's uh, let's step, yeah, absolutely. Out
2: from, step out from the shadow and talk about the the show.
0: Yes. So, What did I guess beyond the awards given out before we talk about like if you want to mention any like big wins or surprises, anything like that, Mm -hmm. which is I kind of wanted your guys opinion on like the whole thing. (sighs) Well, just the production, you know, like year over year, the Oscars have been falling apart and there's a constant effort. And it seems like they're always failing both in the, you know, in social court and just, you know, public social media, any of that stuff. Like anything that the Academy tries to do, it seems to land like with a thud. And, you know, they do these Twitter polls and they do these uh, social media influencers on the red carpet and all these like, quote unquote, hip modern things to try to get people to watch the Oscars again so that they don't have to explain why another year has gone by and they lost even more viewers. Yeah. and you know i think viewership when the final numbers came out was actually up like 60% from last year that's but incredible but last year was like one of the lowest ever so it's not yeah. really a great measure so uh-huh. i don't know i just kind of like what what do you feel Is that night of views steve like i think yeah 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 it was cause like live uh, viewers. i think uh,
2: cuz right, a lot of it people watched at, it, like, it. Sense too,
0: (laughs) right? Yeah, and that's just the night of the live broadcast. And I think initially it was like fifteen point something million, and it got up to like sixteen. So it's around a, a, excuse me, a sixty percent jump. But which on paper you say, wow, that's a lot more. But compared to the lowest rating ever, and in context of what happened and like the numbers when they break them down in terms of when people actually tuned in,
1: you know, it correlates to to (laughs) the yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it, it correlates to the event that we we're talking about, but I don't know. I just kind of want, you know, obviously, you know, like the Oscars are huge to me. Like I used to have parties for them. You guys would come over like it was a big deal. And and year over year, it feels it's becoming less and less exciting in ways. I mean, I still look forward to it. Um not many people I know still do. And I feel, you know, personally, like the, the scope of people that I talk to about the Oscars gets smaller and smaller every year because people just aren't watching hmm. the movies that are in the conversation, let alone the broadcast itself. So, I mean, what what do you guys think about the broadcast? You know, and, and what do you think of just about what's going on with the Oscars itself?
1: I mean, it's... it's uh, in general, just... Movies are... Changing forms. I won't say dying because that, that's a little dismissive of what's happening. There's a there's a cultural right. shift. Right. People demand more. I think I think the issue was uh, for a long time, culturally, people outside of, you know, the the audience that it served at one point. We're right. on the outside. Right. And now because, you know, opportunities are coming, studios are banking on people. People are making indie stuff themselves because cameras are getting higher quality, making things and bring it to the studios because right. that machine is broken. Having to answer to the Oscars for validation has changed. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a kickback. It's it's like a pendulum because we don't need the system anymore, especially people outside of the system that have always been outside of the system. You know, it's always been, Oscars have been perceived as a white event, period. It has been. And up until a couple of years ago with, you know, best picture happening, um, you know, and, you know, it being a movie helmed by a black man, the idea of like art as it pertains to anybody outside of the mainstream culture, has shifted maybe a little teeny bit. Oscars so white, all that stuff really did. There was some. There's a recalibration that's happened, and it's going to take a couple years before it gets a little balanced, right? So in the midst of that, Will Packer was was hired to do this one. Who is for anybody that doesn't know, look his resume up. Girls Trip, Think Like a Man, Two. He executive produced some of uh Straight Out of Compton, Ride Along. These are like monster hits. And a part of the the Kevin Hart sort of train of going from a US thing to it being like an international thing in terms of a black man helming a movie. Is this possible? Kevin Hart has shown on some right. level that right. it could happen. They they bring him to the mix. And for me, to, to be completely honest, I'm a comedian at, at heart. You know, I, I'm a laugher. I'm a joker. I thought this thing was kind of swinging for the fences. I think that Amy Schumer, Amy Schumer's won me over somehow in the past yeah. couple years. Like something's happening. I think she stopped going for the like, there's, there's a type of comedian that exists The like the white woman that ha- that that is that is acting very like unaware of her. Privilege, unaware of her impact. That's that's a that's a genre of comedy that exists mm-hmm. that she used to be in. It feels like, and now you know, seeing her and Regina and uh, Wanda Sykes together, there was like a chemistry that existed on the on the stage that I don't think I'd seen really beyond like Amy Poehler and um, Jesus, uh, Tammy Faye, Tammy Tina Faye Tina, Fey. Tina, Fey. Tina, Fey. Tina Fey. sorry, um, so in general i thought it moved very well i i laughed at all the bits um some of them felt kind of short but like i liked that they were kind of swinging for the fences the music was incredible there was like random hip hop they like played uh random like hate me now when p diddy came out one of his hits from the from the late 90s like this thing was like on a on a different it was aiming for something different and if You know a person gave it a chance i think they maybe think that this one felt a little different unfortunately because of what happened with will smith you know it 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 sullies you know what this felt like because the 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 tone changed after that happened it really did like it let the the pin was put in the 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 balloon and and it exploded so Overall, I loved it. I got to be honest. Like, I love what Amy was doing. I love that she addressed the the elephant in the room. Like, I fucking love that. Like, it, it just felt like, oh, this is what happens when you let women just be great in a space. Right. That's what I felt like. I don't know. John?
2: I mean you you made such a convincing case i feel bad that i did not like the show that much oh Uh, man it's okay uh, no no, i'm just saying but for all the reasons you just said i enjoyed those aspects i like to see them try different things i don't think it's this weird thing that they're trying such different things i think it's weird that it's an institution that is is so confused Mm. about how to how to do what it needs to do but also where it stands with regards to the culture i mean everything you guys said about like people seem to care a little bit less about this Hollywood patent itself on the back kind of thing. People have, you know, we're just in a little bit more cynical time where it can seem like right. not just a white event, but an event that like honors movies that nobody goes to see. I mean, that was sort of the assumption yeah. that like yeah. the Oscars were kind of rubbing your nose in some movies that you didn't want to see. And I don't think that's true. I think we've all always tried to see all kinds of movies. But if yeah. you think about when you, you know, you, th- there's always been this divide and I've, I've been back and forth about it in my own life of like just, oh, should they be, should they be putting more populist movies in the mix in the Oscars? But doesn't that also seem like the Oscars are kind of desperate when they do that, when they try to when they try to glom onto something? So I don't know. I think it would be a constant problem. I don't know how I would solve it. They bring in a, you know, a like a talented producer. they do their best job. That's just what kind of happens with the Oscars, like how to stay relevant. I do think this year's show felt really. Uh, Like, I don't know. It does feel like something has happened where that Oscar so white thing, it's just, it's just, it's not that show anymore, you know? And I think that's a really good thing. And I think that not just who's presenting, but who's getting awards, who's being nominated. It seems like a lot of people have kind of woken up to just how irrelevant maybe that idea of what an Oscar film was becoming and what an Oscar performance yeah. was becoming. Um, but I just fe- I felt like the show felt kind of rocky to me. I felt like all the little ch- transitions were kind of bumpy. The crowd didn't really seem like they were in- too into any of the comedy to me. Um, there were some l- big laugh moments and I agreed. I liked the the hostesses or the the the, tri- the three headed host, whatever we want to call that. I thought that was, I liked them. Um, I felt like the night had its first like speed bump though, when and that Samuel L. Jackson bit went on for like 19 years and you could tell he wasn't into it. The audience didn't know what was funny about it, but each, each one of them had to read like three punchlines or so it yeah. was that to yeah, me, that, was, was that to me was worse than the, the event we shall not mention in terms of like, yeah. oof, because up to that second, <laughs> I was literally about to call everybody down and go, Hey, the Oscars are really funny this year. They, they just, I just felt like yeah, that, that, that really threw weird, off movie. the energy. But I think the Oscars is a show where the energy gets thrown off and you get it back and I mean, let's not forget, like half of what Johnny Carson did when he was on the air was like, make fun of how a joke didn't land. That's half of what David Letterman did. Yeah, That's half of yeah. what every Oscar host does if if they're doing their job right, is like sit there in the silence and then kind of find a funny way to weasel out of it. So I you know, I thought that they, they were great. Like I, I was enjoying every time it cut back to them. I thought the little costumes gag they did was, was fun. It still all felt to me like it was a rehearsal or something. I don't know. The show just felt a little bit rocky, like they didn't have the kinks worked out. And I did. Did occasionally find it strange that there was somebody just playing music that sometimes didn't seem to match what was what was happening you know but every now and then i think there were some great moments with uh like i particularly thought billy eilish's performance was really good that, that yeah, i loved great. that yeah that was really um good. i don't know i you know i thought it was a bumpy show but i can't think of an oscar that we haven't said that about um yeah. i thought this was funny this was what the 94th is that what this was yeah. then yeah. Uh, the yeah. way that it shows up on hulu is uh I, when I was watching because I, I didn't watch the, the the broadcast I watched the replay it was uh, season 94 episode 3 I just thought that was kind of fun um, <laughs> That's yeah, but you know I watched the whole thing and edited down it was less than 3 hours so I think in that sense you can say like it did you know it was And you know actually you know Henry and Nikki, they came down and we watched a lot of it together and it was it was kind of fun it was a little bit of that like this is a fun show to sort of sit and watch with people um, yeah. even if you haven't seen all the movies which this year I felt like was one of my worst years as far as covering all the all the movies yeah. that were being hit but you know i didn't I, i'm not sad i watched it but i did not think it was a particularly like smooth show but that doesn't mean i didn't like what they tried to do i thought also one other thing i thought the in memoriam sequence was very strange i thought it was odd to have sort of a distracting dance going on in front of the in memoriam i don't know that to me was that to me felt like a misstep um but that i was think black they,
1: church the beat, uh, i got
2: I it mean, and I, I, when, when i got that i was like <laughs> that, i can get into it
1: that'll be funny no no i uh, i, I when,
2: when i realized that i was like okay i get what this is going for but to me it felt like a strange thing to be like i'm kind of wanting to watch people dance but i'm also like wanting to make yeah. sure i don't miss a name and it was so it was a little bit like i guess you could watch it twice Once once for the dancing yeah. and once for the dead people
1: john i've been to more than <laughs> five funerals where right in front of the casket somebody comes out in a ballerina outfit and does like a <laughs> a 5 minute dance interpretive dance so I like, love it I I thought that's what he was doing I think he's he was trying to talk to people through these things like oh you know it's like church this is like a funeral <laughs>
0: and like, it did it did seem like that a little bit like cuz it did seem the transition from right. what you'd expect the memorial to be into even the way like it was being shot, like it was like closer in on the screen yes. when it was like the quieter, sad sounds. Yeah. And then, you know, as it opened up, you would see like, you know, the, the dancers and the singers and, like, the, and the music, the tempo kind of moved to like more of a celebratory kind of approach to remembering mm-hmm. someone, which I, yeah, like I kind of got what they were going for, but it did seem a little distracting. But I, you know, I think my biggest thing, like, I just don't think they know what they want the broadcast to be anymore. No, and when I, say, and right. when I say they, excuse me, when I say they, I mean the Academy, because I feel like you're right. Bringing in Will Packer, well, he's one of the most successful producers making movies, right? Yeah. Writer, director, producer, you know, his movies have done over a billion dollars. Like he's huge and he's, yeah, and he huge. knows what works in terms of entertainment, you know, whether you like all the movies he makes or not, they make money, they get eyes, they make, they're entertaining. And I think, you know, so that's an inspired choice. But I mean, I, a part of me wonders is like, is it be, is it more beneficial to like maybe find a producer who like produces like live events instead of a producer who does like television shows or famous film directors or, you know, because it seems like they pull that mix and it almost seems like they need to commit to a producer for more than a year so that they yeah. can really try to create a real sense of vibe and environment about what this award show should be, because I think year over year to me, it becomes feeling more and more like, like the MTV movie awards. Like it's what it's even, even people involved with the MTV movie awards are like tweeting out during the Oscars. Like this looks familiar, you know, like almost like as a criticism because, you know, like not that I don't want to see a live, you know, quote unquote live Beyonce performance, but like, you know, when the show starts with that, Off off location, you know, there's a relevance to the location, but that's very odd to me that you start in the house, then you leave and watch it for 10 minutes, and then you come back, and it's 25 minutes before you get to the first award. Like, when you're talking about losing viewers, getting viewers, cutting awards to be given off-camera And speeding up a few, too. Right, like, all that stuff. Like, Like for all the time that you tried to save, (laughs) it just seems like they still went over by so much and didn't accomplish anything because they replaced that time with things like giving Zack Snyder to acknowledgments during an Oscar telecast, you know, for... Steve, Flash could you tell how the crowd the didn't know
2: what to do with that, that at
1: that,
0: all? That, yeah, right, they had
2: fan favorite films that was the most random assemblage of movies ever, and you yes. could tell that the people in the auditorium were like, well, "Yeah, okay. like we clap
1: for this?" Is this, I don't think what they was had, that. What
2: was that? I think part no. of it
1: was they didn't agree with that moment being like, "I like that I, movie," and I didn't think that was the most impactful or fan. No, that's fa- just like, a
2: Zack Snyder thing, right? I mean, that's just a right, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. That's just the echo chamber of uh, an army of like voting. Right. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, and that's why I feel like that kind of stuff, that's that's like the MTV movie awards vibe I get, because like you know, that's that stuff is like heavily reliant on voting, fans, public, you know, and and that's that's cool because that's like what it is, you know. But I think that and I think that's the identity crisis I'm trying to get at is that the academy is trying to maintain how serious they see themselves.
1: Yes, that's what it is. With
0: like the hip modern take of somebody else's voice and trying to incorporate it into their show, but I, I personally feel and like you just said, John, like the house watching, you know, the 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 room, it just it just is like a bad mix. From you know, it just doesn't it just doesn't mix
1: well. So the the issue uh, the issue for real is like there used to be like a us and them thing about that that sort of like Oscar thing like Oscars were like celebrities yeah that's changed like I agree every I agree. celebrity can you can see what they think on Instagram That's you can that's see that's them totally in their pajamas right. with no that's makeup That's totally right. Yeah so so what I think that I think that the key to that is maybe handle it like a gala rather than you know like the met gala that the way that they treat that it's like it it has to be an elaborate place it's it's not the people because the people are special that 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 yeah. that's not what it yeah. is and it, it may have to be the setting that makes it special right because i don't think i don't think just having people sit around is what makes it special it's it's the movies it's the the like, what is this person wearing? What are they doing? Like, they have to kind of get back to old Hollywood. And some of that is like the gala of it, the gala event of it. You're right. And that, that doesn't feel like they, they've lost that. I remember. Well, nobody you know, cares about it anymore. Yes. that's okay, it. Just, nobody a thought,
2: just a thought. Nobody, we get all the famous people to live in a walled city where we don't see them except in movies and on Oscar <laughs> night. And that's it. Ooh, what do you guys okay. think?
1: Yeah. All right. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I get that. Because if you see somebody do a TikTok and then you see them present an award, they're like, yeah, it doesn't feel the same. It's, yeah. I mean, and you it's, like
0: it's- the version of them you saw on TikTok better because that's actually them. <sighs>
1: Bruh. Right, that's and they're not reading is, some
0: like, awkward. They're not right, reading some exactly. awkward, terrible exactly.
2: material. I don't know why yeah, that's still yeah. the thing. Is that <laughs> that every presenter has some mishmash that they've never they've never yeah. uh, looked at before? But I mean, I think we accept that that's part of the humor of them going. You know, the, these these great actors yeah. get up there and stumble over a teleprompter. It's yeah. just weird. It's just a very strange show. I can only imagine that people who go to the Oscars on a regular basis have a general feeling that like that's a weird. Like if you're in all these movies and stuff, and you go. to the yeah. Oscars, you must think this is a weird show to be part of, you know, like, yeah. but it's, an, it's yeah. an institution. But yeah, I hadn't even thought about that, Steve, about like someone who's got some expertise in the live event realm might be able to bring some kind of just smoothness or cohesion to it. But that yeah. it's not necessarily all that you want. I mean, it is a little bit more interesting to talk about when it's this constantly changing thing. It's just yeah. weird that it doesn't have this cachet that it had for so long, and yet they still sort of treating it as though it has this... It's it's because
1: that? it's tied to the, the thing is, man, old, old, uh, old times are attached to racism and racism and oldness and and, and segregation in, in ways and not just all all racism. Sometimes sometimes it's like classism and in separating yourself, like whatever the celebrity is versus you, the regular person who's watching this thing in all because you can never aspire to have anything that this person has. They're on another level. They've, they're have they protected by the studio. Every piece of information that you've seen about this person was curated. So like when people yeah. say celebrities aren't what they used to, absolutely. They had a studio protecting them at any, every turn. They were, they were the, the epitome of perfection because you didn't see anything. You didn't hear anything. And when you heard something, it was quickly just kind of squashed, you know? So, like, I I guess I guess what I'm saying is, like, if you when I think about old Hollywood, I think about I would never be able to go there. I couldn't go to like the, 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 you know, before before, like, say, 72, I wouldn't be able. I wouldn't feel. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't feel if I were, you know, that's what it is. That's what that means to me. And that is being destroyed. The idea of that stuff. Is being destroyed so if you're asking why it doesn't exist it it's synonymous with with a a form of like us and them
2: well that's kind of what i was saying about just the age we're in people are just not as interested in watching people who have a lot of money and have already gotten the reward for doing this movie (laughs) of being paid very well for it and to then stand up and like cry uh, with joy for yourself because you got i mean it still can move you when someone that you admire like for instance sure maybe enough. we can talk about some favorite wins now to wrap up this topic yes. yeah yeah um, sure. like quest loves win was one of those wins oh, that was just my. like so well deserved for that film <sighs> and yeah. And, and also, like, honestly, that moment is kind of like, oh, okay, maybe this show's back on track. You know, like, yeah. like I, I, that's, I turned to my wife and was like, Can't, you know, just think about the fact that, that Chris Rock was just supposed to present the documentary award. That's what he came out to yeah. do. So, like, yeah. that mo- at least it was a moment that felt really good. And it almost instantly made you feel like, okay, this show, you can see where this some of these wins might be going. And it made you feel good about the 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 show again and yeah and that's one like i said it's like if anyone else had gotten it i would have been a little sad because that documentary was so joyous to watch and also felt like it was such an important piece of history that it was sort of shocking that we didn't know about this footage you know 20 years ago 30 years ago
1: yeah it was it was a concert yeah man it was it was like, like i hadn't seen too many documentaries that felt like i was watching a concert as i'm learning th- about this stuff right it's I've a new seen... thing to you
0: yeah it's like, a, had... it's like a new it's like a new experience that you, yes. you didn't expect to have
2: and it's, it's and a, some it, of the best performers that have ever existed
1: yeah. you know yes. like at their prime it's amazing yeah 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 it's amazing <laughs> is it, that that should be a genre of documentary like i i've i have in my life have never seen something mm-hmm. that's just i can essentially us continuous footage with with people just commenting about their experience with it and who was there and how they performed it. They had some of the performers. I mean, like that was my, that was like number three on my list. I mean, we didn't get to do a list, but that was like my third movie on the top movies of last year. So yeah, no, it moved me, man.
0: It's it's, it was, it was great to see him up there and, um and the love that he has around him. Like you could tell people were like, just really, really happy to see. Yeah, And you know, the the moment was a bit odd but you know i think you know the the love he's gotten even post that if you kind of see it on like social media and everything it's just it's exciting to see the attention and people reminding people like hey this is this is a movie you can watch right now you know it's like it's there so but yeah that that definitely is one that stood out um you know one of the things i was going to say before we you know and and it's it leads into some of my favorite wins obviously but You know, I think one of the things that uh, is also affecting, you know, the Oscars or the Academy or like whatever their whatever their issue is with trying to figure out what they what they can do about the Oscars, if it even matters anymore, is that I think that, you know, you know, Rana was kind of getting at it earlier when we first started talking about it. But it's just like the experience of watching movies is like so like it's like a commodity in ways now because of how much access and all the platforms and all the products and just like the endless stream of You know options that you have and i think that has kind of like it kind of dovetails into the studio element of what he was saying too not going as far back as like he was referencing but even going back a decade ago you know the number of options and the and the and the performers that you were even aware of in terms of like who were box office stars or just names you knew because i feel like in years in recent years A lot of like, not only the films, but like the names of the actors and actresses that you hear being nominated, you know, a lot of people don't know who they are, you know, or they're new or they're not people that, you know, like you said, you see on Instagram or TikTok or are the the names that are still relevant in terms of the the quote unquote movie stars that are still around, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think that's something that while as a movie fan, you want to see that change, whether it's because of diversity or representation or just... Being tired of seeing the same people over and over again in the conversation, you love seeing the change of names and like learning about new people. I think a a general audience is more like, I have no idea what that is beyond just the movie. I have no idea who you know Troy Kotzer is. But him winning is like one of the ones that I felt like was a standout to me. All of the coda of the night is is like was amazing. His his speech was. was amazing. Sean Hader's, you know, speech for the screenplay was amazing. You know, even the best picture speech was great. Like, I just feel like that movie, and we talked about it on the podcast, like, that was an experience for me. Same thing. Like, it's like my number one or two of the year. And, you know, I just feel like I had been rooting for that movie for so long. And while it's kind of sad that it missed a lot of other categories that I feel like it should have gotten for the nominations, Mm -hmm. it's painfully obvious that once people, once voters were aware of this movie, once it was nominated, it's yeah. so obvious that people made it a point to see it and it wins these major categories. And yeah. it's just like an example to me of just like, it's a perfect example of like, there's just so much there that people aren't finding it. You know, it, it, if it doesn't right. find a way to, you know, crack Netflix's top 10 or be the number one at the box office for movies that are still doing that. It's so fractured that a movie of that quality and joy watching that movie is being missed But it made me really happy to see him win. His speech was phenomenal, super emotional. And, you know, Sean, the director's speech was great. I've been listening to her a lot on one podcast over the past couple weeks. And she's just like incredible. I can't wait to see what she has coming up next. Um, And yeah, I mean, like, I just I'm so happy that hopefully out of all the noise from Sunday night, people... You know, whether it's Summer of Soul or Coda, like those are the two things that really stood out to me of like, I hope people hear that and find it because these are like phenomenal movies. And I think just movies that, you know, offer things that we just need right now, you know, whether it's emotion or joy or connection or just learning, you know, about things you never knew. Um, But I've heard more people talking about Coda in the last three days than I have. And by the way, side note: both movies award winners from Sundance, so these are Sundance grown movies, yeah. and both win Oscars. So this is huge for Sundance too, and I'm happy, you know, that Sundance has been getting a lot of love too after. It's going to put Sundance on the map for sure. Oh, for yeah. sure, yeah. I mean, it used to that yeah. used to be the that used to be the tried and true thing is that a movie that yeah. would have the, yeah. the Sundance approval would always be a contender, and it's it's just wild to me that Apple you know, and I guess is I don't know who the, well, it's on, what is it on Hulu? But it had a theatrical run, right? Uh,
1: Summer of Soul? Yeah, Summer of Soul. Oh, Um, I didn't know that it had theatrical run. run. Yeah. It did did have a I bet that was exciting
0: to see, like, big and loud. Right. And I mean, it's just cool. And, like, Coda's coming back into theaters now with closed captioning, like, and it's getting, like, an actual theatrical release this week. So it's just cool things for two movies that I loved last year that I'm glad that they got the (sighs) acknowledgement. um but yeah, yeah those are like the big takeaways for me like beyond whatever else everyone else is talking about coda summer of soul winning i'm glad jessica chastain i mean I, I'm oh, a, I love her she's incredible yeah i don't i don't love that movie i think she's really good in it but i'm just happy happy to see her acknowledged for her performance and like you know she's i, I think she's great in like everything she does so when does michael showalter sleep i don't Who fucking know. knows man don't you see his name like, pop up on
2: everything? Like, every he time you're watching... He's doing the dropout, right? I don't know if he's done the whole thing, but he's done a couple episodes, and then he yeah, did At least some four of, or five. Uh, the, the, the Shrink Next Door, he was on right. that, and I don't think he had anything to do... Well, you know, he was, like, attached production-wise to Search Party, um, but I don't know if that was more than just an executive producer thing after a while, but he helped direct... You know, like, he was one of those style-setting directors, I think i think in that show's early on. i don't know it's just interesting how much his name comes up and i'm sort of like uh wow the guy must i mean it must be a thing that he they, they see that he can deliver a certain tone and he he obviously works well with actors um yeah. because people seem to like
0: you know it's right like and, an easygoing vibe and even like the big sick you know like that you know got you know the 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 academy uh did that get mm-hmm. a, did that win or did it just get nominated
1: can't, Can't remember, remember if that one he
0: got a nomination. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, these movies that he's involved with, yeah. you know, and he, I don't know, man, he's, he definitely is, is all over the place. But yeah, I saw his name a bunch on uh, um, what was I, what did I say? Oh, yeah, The Dropout, dropout. The dropout. dropout, yeah, that was there. Shrink Next Door, he did the, well, not that it was a big hit, but like, he worked with Kamal again on the Lovebirds. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, you're right, John. I, I've been seeing his name yeah all over the place and the 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 kind of variety of stars that he's working with is kind of feels like it's getting bigger and bigger so it's it's kind of cool to see him um you know just just people becoming more aware of who he is like almost like it legitimizes you as a director the
2: more people like that you work with and it just it always makes me think that person must have some kind of uh, you know, it, you, at least nowadays, I don't think you could really be a tyrant and get those gigs. You know what I mean? You'd have to yeah. almost be like a good a good actor's director or something. But, you know, yeah. th- I think sometimes they need somebody who's just a competent hand to come in and direct like the pilot and second or, or third episode of a of a prestige show. And you'll see people that kind of hop around and do that on different shows, even if they're not totally. like creating the show. Um yep. Well, did anybody have, was there anything that was shut out that you thought was like, or just when you look back on the year, a movie that you think should have gotten awards, whether it was nominated or not?
1: I mean, um, I I loved Ariana DeVos in West Side Story, but I really thought Anjanou Ellis should have won for King Richard. King Richard but I also yeah. think that like West Side Story is kind of a masterpiece. <laughs> kind Dude, of the, I was I
0: was going to just say
1: it. We watched didn't really talk before. about it.
0: I watched it the night before the Oscars just so I could oh have God. seen the Steven Spielberg movie. And I am, I, yeah, I agree. I like, was blown away. Holy she, she, it, she, it's, she,
1: yeah. Go ahead, go on, sir.
0: No, I'm saying, I agree with you. Like I, I was blown away yeah. by, I mean, I like, you know, he's like my favorite, right? Like, yeah. He, yeah, yeah and yeah. I, at, at this age and at this level, like that movie is like gorgeous it's so finessed and it's so yeah. expertly made. Like it's got so much energy and like, I just, it's just, it's it amazing. I, I, I'm surprised that yeah. it got nothing.
1: So yeah. it got one, one award. Yeah. That's one of the things that really the Oscars really do preserve. I forget, I forget to mention this, man. Like there's like a, there's an art to movie making that I think sometimes could get lost in the fold of like, you know, kind of what what Netflix is, what, you know, the the ability to get so much from Hulu, the ability to get so much from other services. You forget sometimes that like there are movies that are superior in every way to other movies in terms of just structure of stories, the way it's shot, the way it looks, the way it sounds. Sometimes like Dune went in all those technical categories. Come on. I mean, like, have you have you listened that 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 movie? That's the Star incredible. Wars
2: spot or the the Lord of the Rings spot. You know, it's yeah, like yes. here's the here's the way they honor those types of movies is by yes. by giving them. But at least people took note. It was a very yeah. well well made movie, well crafted.
1: Yeah, two jap uh, second Japanese movie to get some acknowledgement would uh, drive my car this year. Uh, winner of the international feature. It should have just been in the regular feature. I don't understand why they keep doing this. Like where it's like. They're separating this thing. Like you can't just read subtitles. Like that, that count. It's a <laughs> I've seen about a, the movies are three hours long. I've seen about an hour of it. I'm gonna watch the rest of it. It's gorgeous. It's well done. It it, it it's like two movies in one movie. There's like a prelog, and then like it gets into the actual story. So like right. that, and and the, the subject is rough. It's loss, you know, it's like real big loss. So like I get why that didn't get garner a lot of attention. Uh, Jane Campion, uh, Power of the Dog. Like, come on, I mean, I I love that movie. I thought it was really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I
0: I kind of I, I, yeah. I, I, I kind of was like half. I, I know that she was like the almost almost a lock for that until she kind of like made the comments that were uh, questionable. No, I know, but oh, I I boy. almost having watched oh, West Side Story boy. the night before, like I was like. Could Steven Spielberg win this award and like it be like a upset because of Ooh. those kind of things? Because yeah. I I Denis not being nominated was kind of a shock to me. Um, yeah. because apparently that movie made itself. But I I just <laughs> I just something about the i mean the west west side story really surprised me like not that i didn't think it was I oh no, like yeah, yeah
1: yeah
0: not that i didn't think i would like it but i just i don't know like it just you know and i don't even think like the music is what i'm talking about like the music is it's classic there's some new stuff yeah. but it's the stuff you already know but i just think the ways in which it was updated and just the filmmaking is what really yeah. wowed me about it um so i don't know that that would have been one of the surprises for me if if that had happened but yeah I haven't watched the Power of the Dog, um, but okay. I, obviously, Belfast like, you know, is. A- I like Belfast. Belfast. A- I did. I did watch Belfast, um, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. I don't know. I feel like um, most of my. I, I, I feel like yeah. Most of my favorites of the year, like in, you know, that would probably come into this conversation. I feel like um, we're present. I really, really. I mean, not to come back to Will Smith, but I really, really was rooting for Andrew Garfield um, for Tick Tick Boom because I thought he actually... I thought that was the best performance of the year uh in
1: terms of I actors i haven't seen it yet i haven't seen it yet I'm gonna. And it was kind of his year
0: in that sense too
2: like it was you know, yeah it was a year with spider-man yes. and people were everyone was kind of hot on him um yeah as far as a movie that i thought would win something that that didn't i thought uh, nightmare alley I said sad that, yeah. that it didn't get anything and i'm sad yeah. that bradley cooper wasn't even nominated really i mean that was that would be one of the things uh to pinpoint i don't know about how they that missed movie. that man And then Green Knight, I was sort of, you know, I still sort of think it's amazing that that apparently the Academy just didn't watch that movie. Um, So that was my number one. Those were were my two movies that I was surprised didn't get. And I I also always I didn't necessarily think about this year with like comedies that were great. I didn't even bother going back and thinking about the year. But every time I watch the Oscars, I'm like bummed that there aren't more fun movies and i don't necessarily mean popcorn movies or yeah. or or high grossing movies or whatever or marvel movies i just mean it's weird that comedies and that there aren't more movies that are that have like a subversive sense of fun that 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 are even in the conversation for oscars but i guess that's always <laughs> been the way it is comedy's kind of a uh uh you know a, a genre that doesn't get a lot of respect in that way I mean,
1: it te- technically was one but i think one scene Licorice Pizza to me felt like the Still movie that, that I guess that that was the comedy that could have moved, but that one. Look, man, I don't know. Yeah, I've been reluctant Paul to watch Thomas, it because of that scene. Yeah, I don't know what Paul Thomas Anderson was doing it with with doing. I mean, because maybe it's an experience that he had. That's like a you know, I'm a, I'm all for people like putting authenticity into film, but if you watch the movie and you see that scene, it sticks out like a sore thumb and really doesn't belong. And I feel like when it may have been one of those things where like maybe Licorice Pizza would have snuck up and and won some things had that weird Asian controversy existed within the film. Like it is a great movie. Like Licorice Pizza is like one of the better movies I've seen in the last couple of years, but Jesus Christ, like what, what are you doing, Paul Thomas Anderson? Well, I don't know. I, don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I am very curious
0: in, you know, two years to see how how uh, or what and if people kind of come around on Dune part two, because I, I do uh, feel like there's something special about, about so good, that man. movie, about that filmmaker. I mean, the cast is just like, yeah. I mean, I don't know if there was a better cast, um, you know, this year. And, you know, they basically had everybody from the movie there and you know none of the top of the line stuff really was acknowledged or won and you know a lot of technicals was great but you know you literally have almost the entire cast of like your stars at the oscars and you know hoping that maybe there's a chance but you know it it didn't happen this year but um you know hopefully they completely nail it with part two and the cast is growing and even more huge names are joining that movie so it's just like, I can't wait to see that. And, you know, production started on that this week. So um, I'm hoping, you know, maybe maybe it gets some love at the 90, what, the 96th annual Oscars. Um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. We'll see in uh, in two years. But um, I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at on the Oscars. I mean, again, I watch it every year. I root for the Oscars as an experience watching TV, you know, because I just, I, I like yeah. that but um i'm curious to see what happens you know next year and what other ways they come up with to probably make it worse unfortunately <laughs> hey guys there's
2: one oscar we forgot to talk about mm. oh yeah which one Here was comes that? my segue. probably um, our favorite oscar maybe i don't know like i honestly love there. oscar isaac so much yeah, that i i, know. I really I mean, do think he so. might be my favorite oscar i think i don't know I if think I you saw right. him saw him on snl uh it's like it was one of those episodes where the where the celebrity so every now and then the the host is just in a lot of sketches and is like good not necessarily hilarious not necessarily all these memorable things but just solid game game too yeah and yeah yeah, game and and sometimes you feel like certain people bring the cast like people you can tell the cast enjoys working with the person and maybe we'll hear stories one day how that wasn't true but i thought oscar isaac was good on snl in that way he like He had a pretty good episode you know and that show is spotty but you can still i don't know i still feel like sometimes when you're when you're watching it because you like the host you're just sort of hoping that they that they don't have like a dud episode so i don't know i I just think he's one of those guys who there's an energy to this guy there's a there's something he brings to roles ever since uh inside lewin davis davis yeah yeah inside Inside lewin davis Davis. like i've noticed he has he brings like a wit and depth and and something that's always a little surprising to his roles. And I thought, I really think it's interesting how much this Moon Knight show on Disney+, Plus, which is what we're about to talk about. I, I, I think it's interesting how much it it's centered around him as an actor and a performer, similar yeah. to the way that like, the the first Iron Man movie is kind of centered around Robert Downey Jr. I'm sure you could point to some other Marvel movies that are right, that are centered right. around an actor in that way. But this first episode of Moon Knight, I was it's interesting to see a Marvel project that's not like clinging, clawing at other Marvel properties to remind yeah, you of right. where you sit yes. with things. They didn't mention Thanos. They didn't mention the Avengers. They didn't yeah. make any cute references. And in fact, even the humor, which wasn't of the kind of wisecracking. Uh, variety. It was more just the humor I thought of of Oscar Isaac's character, Stephen Grant, who's sort of uh, out of his league in almost every moment that he's yeah. in. And he, yeah. he brought like a... I, I read where he was inspired by Carl Pilkington uh, from Dr. Oh Gervais' podcast. I haven't podcast. heard that name.
1: It- I haven't heard that name he said that so when well. He
2: said that, like, because Stephen Grant in the comics is an identity that's sort of Bruce Wayne-ish. He's like a rich guy, and he's kind of like mm-hmm. a cool guy. And Oscar Isaac came in with this idea of making him like a funny British character, but like with the comedy kind of coming from that British overly verbal tradition. So I, I think that, honestly, it's almost hard to picture what this show would have been like uh, from the yeah. first episode if that hadn't been the take on the character, because I think that's really what the first episode puts front and center is is his performance as this as this you know this guy you really feel sorry for who seems
1: yeah. like his life is miserable it wasn't as heightened as i thought like i i think i did i had read some of the early reviews that kind of like depicted his accent and how he was acting as like a, a like a almost like buffoon sort of yeah character and it wasn't like that it just felt like a person who was kind of silly
2: a nervous young man through the world.
1: yeah a nervous, very nervous young man who who is like constantly obsessing over you know everything what he said what he did how he could have done it better and I know that person I know many people like that I am a fraction of that you know what I mean mm-hmm. like it, it felt very real to me it, it didn't feel as heightened as all the reviews kept reading like and I think some of that is just because they know he's an American actor playing a British person in, you know, this, this version of himself being, at, you know, at the, the the head of this episode. But I don't think I could have asked for a more interesting take on whatever we're diving into. I think, yeah, I think, same. I, I, I think I'm a little impressed that you're right. Like they weren't, you know, I hate that they, they, that when they cling on to, the, the other, the, the bigger world that exists. And if they reference it down the line, that's fine. But like open up with something obscure, a world I don't know, people I don't know, I'm good with that. Like I, I loved that if you told me this was Quantum Leap, it would have been Quantum Leap. Like it, yeah. it really was that different from any Marvel thing I'd seen before. So, I mean, in. We, the introduction of a, a villain this quick, you know, a, a villain yeah. who seems like an interesting villain. Yeah, I, I think. Oh my God. Like, what? Like, it, this is this approach is what I want. This is when somebody says a Marvel thing is coming to Disney Plus. I want it to feel as isolated as this felt. And then bring me in fifth, sixth episode. I don't care what it's connected to. But the first couple episodes let me feel like I'm in this individual world so yeah that's that's all i can ask for
0: it seems it seems unique in that sense and i mean i feel like that's yeah. what a lot of like pe- people that i've talked to so far they've also seen it, it yeah. it's just like it felt nice to see like yeah like john was saying like the introduction of a new character that really you're not looking for connections to anything yeah. else like i was reading an article it was talking about like apparently the the um <sighs> like, very close to, like, the museum that Steven works at, like, mm. in, like geographically, is the museum that Gemma Chan's character from The Eternals works at. Oh, wow. And there's, like, no reference to it in the show. And the yeah. idea that they didn't call that out immediately is good that, you know, they're not relying on tying to other things yeah, in the MCU, cool. like you said, right off the bat. So, and, you know, I think the other thing for me taking away is, like, I, I I was a little, like the the accent kind of was a little aw- like odd at first but then when mm-hmm. you kind of see where it goes you know with Oscar Isaac and and the other way he talks like it's yeah. it, it kind of lands nicely i think in the episode yeah, and yeah. that kind of like that kind of difference is i think really kind of fun but i think uh yeah the biggest thing for me is that you know i think it definitely i like the fact that and i've even read you know reviews apparently you know a lot of critics were given access to the first four episodes and like mm-hmm. even at that point, it still seems like it it exists in its on its own. Like there's okay. no real overt attempt yet to tie it into the MCU that we already know. You know, yeah. eventually, like that would be cool if it does. But I think if if this series could exist, just building this little bubble out, and then you could see how it pops into the bigger picture would be cool. But yeah. just time with with these two characters and you know this villain that we just 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 met and. Um, it's. It seems like the show could get like really weird, and I think that's kind yeah. of also yeah. exciting to see how weird they let it get, especially with like Benson and Morehead involved in directing a lot of the episodes. You know, those are very their films that they have made together are very um, weird movies and very sci-fi heavy and heady and you know whatever level of that is allowed to come into this Disney Plus series. It makes me very uh, curious to see where they go with it. But yes, I agree. I think he's also probably my favorite Oscar. So I mean, may, maybe him and Oscar the Grouch are kind of competing. But <laughs> you know, I, mean, I hate
2: to say like I, I we go back further with Oscar the Grouch. That's
0: true. We got history, but, but Oscar I, he's Isaac got kind of has a toxic really, energy. You know, now, I feel he does. Like I can he say does, that he in Twenty twenty
2: two. It's a little negative. Oscar but Isaac
0: I, just seems to be way more positive. He's made like a ton of movies. <laughs> yeah. I would say like you know, uh, History of Violence with Jessica Chastain. Ooh, and, uh, so good. And Ex Machina are like the two that yeah. like, Ex for Machina. me, are just like, this is this yeah. guy's got the goods. And like the MCU, he does feel like he could be like a Tony Stark, like level character because it's Oscar Isaac, you know, like yeah. Yeah. they could do something amazing with him as a major player in wherever the MCU goes. So, I mean, I think he's a great get for the world of the MCU. And hopefully the, the series kind of builds on that and just, you know. Is, it, it seems like it's going to be a lot of fun and, and super weird, which is like a great mix to me. So
2: the, the weirdness that you talk about, I honestly think that's something that I was digging on, like really digging on. And I'm coming into, like now we're about to get the Sam Raimi Doctor Strange movie, which I think is going to have yeah. some good weird too. I think it's yeah. fun when a hero's powers make their life a living hell and yeah, we're allowed yes. to sort of feel their torment and have the comic energy come from that. You know come from this person is dealing with their powers but they keep waking up in weird places and they keep trying to piece their life back together and then there's a legitimately sad moment where we see he misses out on a connection with uh, a really hot woman who is willing to go on a date <laughs> yeah. with him. And yeah. you recognize that in that moment, he's had this happen before. We catch this character deep into this existence, which I think that's another thing that makes this show already uh, more yeah. fun, maybe than an origin story we've seen before, is that I have a feeling we're going to get some flashbacks and some explanation, but I love that we're spending time with an identity, a man who has multiple identities. I think they're they're attempting to do a somewhat... Psychologically realistic portrait of a person with uh, disassociative identity disorder, but it's interesting that the origin story happened to one of the identities, but the other identity doesn't seem to know about it or have any in- yes. input yes. on it. I love it. And so I think that that notion of revealing the past of this character through through these encounters with himself. Which I thought, honestly, that one in the bathroom with the mirrors was so creatively staged. I think I want to watch it again just to see when they shift from one to the other. And also, if you watch the trailer carefully and you got excited by the trailer, there's that shot of Moon Knight uh, wailing on something as the camera Mm kind of moves in on him on that low angle shot in that bathroom. And my son and I both thought that was a really cool shot in the trailer. When he entered the bathroom in this, like the first time he walked in, my son and I both went, oh, we we both made an audible noise because we're like, here's that room cuz you 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 didn't want to end this episode without seeing him in the suit p- throwing yeah. a throwing a fist. I, I was sad we didn't get to see him like jump off a building into the night or something, but I have a feeling that's episode 2. Um no, yeah. I think they did a great job of building up to the moment where Moon Knight appears and and like you said, Steve, it it felt like a a weird moment it felt like a moment as though as though this is back in the 90s and someone was trying to make a good movie out of Moon Knight and -hmm. they weren't existing in the world of all this connected property shit they were just like saying how do you take Moon Knight and make it work for a modern audience like how do you make a cool thing out of this character um you know, and it, it's got the Marvel marks of some of the some of the action and some of the like the way the CGI is done. It's got some of that Marvel style, but I think of all the things that we've heard are going to kind of break out of that style. This one is honestly of the shows, even maybe the one that feels the most like it can be its own interesting thing. Totally. And you and you kind of alluded to this earlier, Steve. This idea that like it'll be fun maybe to see him interact with other characters down the road, but like do that thing that they did when they were starting out, which is like. And they kind of did this with Shang-Chi too. And they did this to some degree with Black Panther with like given a world to this character, but like yeah. make us want to see this character bump into the other characters. Yes. Don't throw it in our face just cause you can. I mean, it's cool to have these movies like Spider-Man No Way Home, where they they were going all out as the point. But it's also great to have a property like this that's like, yeah, make us wait for it, make us to get to the point where we're kind of excited to see what happens when Moon Knight bumps into these other characters. Yeah. Um, but but give him his own story and his own world, and I think the mythology angle, everything about it to me has been really interesting. Like I think th- I think that the fact that we're going to get some like Egyptian adventure stuff thrown in. Um, I mean, if if it's not going to be full on Indiana Jones vibes, it'll at least be like Stephen Sommers' The Mummy uh, vibes. So I I don't know. I I think that there's a lot of fun to be had with with the the worlds that this character moves around in. Yeah, uh, sure. And I like the. I think you're right, Steve. The word weird is a good way to describe like you sort of forget that these things can still be weird. We've seen so many cosmic things and so many crazy things in these movies. It's great to yeah. have something kind of dial back. And you start with a guy who's strapping himself to his bed every night. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's so yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah.
1: I I do love the idea that. All origin stories don't have to start from the very beginning. Like, mm-hmm. I love that. I love the idea that, like, we're probably going to get an origin story. This is a smart way to do it. Let, let us live in the character and then go backwards. Like, I'm yeah. cool with that. I'm like, find a cool way to do it. I'm all right with that. I'm all right with figuring out how it gets. And I'm all right with that. But, like, everything doesn't have to start the same way. Um, and this is just really good storytelling. And it feels like if oscar isaac's involved like there's a standard of quality to this that i don't i don't think i was ready for i don't think i was ready for you know it it doesn't look like you know you know that complaint i have where like some of it looks like cw stuff like you know i didn't feel that way when i watched this first episode i was like holy shit this feels like an hour of a movie that we saw in a movie theater like it looked it felt like the acting was good i mean you have two guys who are fucking amazing acting against each other you know and it just felt like oh man like this is maybe what i needed this is what i needed it's a good it's a welcome change so. Well, that's so why ethan hawk to took
2: the job ronald i read where he said that it was like wanting to work with oscar isaac and particularly uh, like looking at him as like a, a younger man and like thinking oscar isaac was, was making all the right choices in his career that ethan right, hawk right. was like yes i'll sign on to any project this guy Is willing to sign on to you know Mm -hmm. and then i honestly think within this one episode Mm -hmm. even the opening scene i mean this this character he's playing is is i'm interested in him he's got that like moral aspect where you can believe that he has something that he thinks he's doing that's not villainous which makes a villain interesting every time when they're when you can see what their reasons are you know and automatically you see that he thinks he's doing something and also he seems to be working for some deity that we haven't met yet but i have a feeling we're going to get to see a lot of these egyptian deities In physical form and i just think that's a cool mythology to tap into that we probably haven't seen done this way so it is man
0: definitely cool 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 looking forward to more obviously um like i said earlier just to mention other and like other things we want to throw out real quick i think we mentioned it briefly on a podcast recently but i just uh i the the adam mckay series on um hbo max winning time Mm -hmm. uh about the lakers and you know the whole showtime era magic johnson that is like becoming appointment viewing for me like i I didn't watch the screeners that we thankfully got access to oh because i i feel like i'm getting myself into these situations sometimes where like i'm falling (laughs) in love with shows and then having to wait like two (laughs) months to see the finale so like once i got to episode like two or three i was like Yeah, okay. I'm gonna just watch this week over week and just kind of feel it as it comes Mm -hmm. out. And uh yeah, so that's like the one right now for me. It's like, oh shit, Sunday night. I got a new episode of this to watch or whatever. Um, but I just feel like that show is just like ascending every week, like because it's incredible. The story's opening up, the cast is getting bigger and bigger, and we're talking about like great actors and actresses like folding in to uh, you know, you have people already involved with, like, you know, you have Jason Isaacs and um, Adrian Brody, John C. Riley, uh, Gabby Hoffman, Sally Fields, and then you start talking about. Well, we also have Tracy Letts, and we also have Jason Siegel, and like, yeah. and it's only getting bigger. You know, these people, and yeah. the performances are just, you know, great so far.
1: Yeah, and um, an athlete's I, kid is in it, man. Like, the, what's that? This. That uh, Devon Devon Nixon is playing his father Norm Nixon.
0: Oh, that's hilarious!
1: That's great. Like, so I, I, you I have like a know professional. That. That's awesome. Yeah, you have like a professional athlete's son playing his, him. You know, his dad, his that's father. Awesome. Yeah. In a like, it's it's the combination of the actual court that they created to do it, putting imposing that stuff over like re- old footage and footage, new footage. Yeah combining that the documentary style combined with the like they're they're almost overdoing it it's so good like it's like so much so many layers of detail that's the
0: that's the only thing i feel like that somebody might not like like if you don't like that like that slickness of adam mckay you know kind of like the breaking the fourth wall the explanations and like the like kind of reaching out and I personally love it. And like I and I'm a fan of almost all of his movies. And I actually am a fan of all of his movies to a varying mm-hmm. degree. But mm-hmm. this specifically, like, because of the format and the and the time he has to kind of expand over this decade, you know, plus long run. It's like I think I think it works well for a series like this. And I, you know, I, I think the ways they've th- that they've come up with to kind of keep it fresh, um, like in this week's episode, when um, uh, McKinney like kind of breaks down the, the 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 pacing of his new offense, like the way oh, they right. pull that out, and he talks about it, yeah, I thought that was like you, you you could know nothing about basketball, and yeah. you know, and yeah. you're invested in like, oh wow, is that going to work? Yeah. You know, and you're just like, cool. Well, I'm going to watch this now because I want to see how it plays out, even though it's history, yeah. and you could it's find so out good. by a quick Google, but like you don't need to because it's it's super entertaining. um but yeah that's the show i wanted to just mention again if if you're not watching that i definitely uh i recommend you know it's coming out it's sunday or sunday nights or monday no sunday sunday nights uh on hbo max and uh i think it's like seven seven or eight episodes they're on episode four now um but yeah winning time is is great and i'd recommend that do you guys want to recommend something else
1: real quick anything else i'm good you
0: mentioned um, Atlanta Ronald, Ronald we didn't mention that
1: yes yes um yeah i mean atlanta's back uh you know the the larger than life insane hit that is atlanta's back um you know it kind of opens on a somber sort of episode which is i call it the once upon a time in hollywood episode you know it's it 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 it, it takes from a real life situation um and really takes you know it, it takes some liberties it, it you know this is like what is the best case scenario for for a real life situation that was insanely tragic um and i'm not gonna give it away but yeah, yeah see, it, I, I
0: have i haven't gotten caught up with it yet so i'm yeah i'm looking okay forward to so yeah
1: the, the first episode is based on uh the the heart family murder suicide that occurred um a couple years ago where uh I mean that, you know, you saw the, during the, um, there's a, there's this famous picture of a police officer hugging a a, a little kid with a fedora. Yeah. Um, he was a part of, uh, a couple that was adopting kids they had like five kids. Um, and at some point when their parenting was questioned by the government, they, they rolled off of a cliff and killed all the, the kids and themselves. Um, and, you know that this imagines a world where that didn't happen it's a once upon a time in hollywood sort of episode i mean you know the, the articles have kind of gone viral about it um but for for people that don't know this actually really did happen um and it te- it has nothing to do with the world of atlanta and it just tells a good story um and the second jumps into the world and i won't give that part away at all but um yeah it's a it's a heavy beginning leading into a second episode that's very light and fun and back into the world of crazy with, uh, earn and everybody else. So it, it you know, Atlanta is mandatory watching for me. you know, it's like high, it, you know, it's heightened. It's, it's, it's shot very well. It's beautiful. And, you know, it's, it's must, must see TV with Donald Glover and his brother, are doing over there is just in hero the director doing it's just out of this world so i I suggest you you check it out the first two episodes are available to watch um yeah that's that's what I've been watching that's it that's about it for me
2: yeah I saw those were up and sort of saved them for when for when I could really delve into them but um yeah yeah but no I love that you know i you it's it's interesting how well crafted that show is like if you ever yes if you were ever on the fence about it when you heard about it and then you watched it, like within minutes, you would get just totally absorbed in it. And it's because of what you're saying. It's like, it's interestingly filmed and beautifully filmed and artfully written and well-performed, but also like funny. And it hits the, it has the visceral sort of stuff you need, but it's also, I don't know, it's just a very artistic enterprise. Like a lot of things that Donald Glover does, there's a, there's a weird kind of serious mindedness to it that can yeah. sometimes sneak up on you. So yeah, I've heard a little bit about that first episode. It sounds devastating. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I have to kind
1: of get ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But oh, oh, that's that's about it. I mean, I, it's cool because it looks like there's a lot of upcoming shows that I can't wait for us to talk about. You know, we're getting some access to some cool shows. Um, cannot yeah. wait to talk about it some of the ones that we're gonna
0: it's almost too many again you know it's like almost too many why why lift what is it look look looking a gift horse in the face like it's just like there's so much yeah coming and like we've been so fortunate to get access to a a good amount of it thankfully yeah Yeah. um but yeah there's lots of great titles coming from like hulu and hbo max and and apple tv's got a ton um that they've been you know a lot of trailers have been coming out this week um Men like, uh, that trailer looks really interesting.
2: Yeah, man looks so good. good. Yeah.
0: Um, what was it? The the Staircase, which is the Michael Peterson mm-hmm. case, uh, Shining Girls, which I never knew existed until today, but uh, that comes out soon. And something else that was talked somebody was just oh, the, the We Own the City uh, yes. series. Um, mm-hmm. that looks that's great. great. Yeah, and that's we're coming gonna out get access to that.
1: Soon. Can't wait to talk about that. Um, yeah, I know someone that wrote and directed an episode. So like I, that, that stuff is I, I I was trying to get in to be a, a random person in it. Like an extra that, or something. The, yeah, an extra that the, the process was so long and I just didn't have the time at the time. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm so sure lots of TV to talk about soon. That's so sure. much, so, so much TV. Yeah,
2: I threw good. I threw men in there. That's a movie.
1: Uh, yeah, I, yeah yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, I, I was
2: throwing that in because you were talking about trailers that had come out recently yeah. 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 yeah yeah
1: yeah I can't I cannot wait to see man it looks really cool man well once you
2: see that trailer um, and you realize what part of the concept is it's like okay I love Rory Kinnear um, he's always great and it seems like okay here's here's the tour de force uh, what's funny is that he played multiple roles on uh, our flag means death uh, too so it's interesting maybe that mm. people just bring him in to play more than one <laughs> character yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, man. Cool, man. All right. Well, that's good. I I did start that actually last week. I'm loving that so far.
1: Yeah. Do you like okay? Oh my god. Oh man. The the, the last
0: couple episodes,
2: Steve, it there's some stuff that happens in it that is so like sweet and 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 I don't know. It's just it's it's such an unusual mix of things for that show to have the sort of like depiction of death and destruction that it has, but also some of the most lighthearted, sweet. Uh, honestly, like genuinely sweet character stuff going on. Like in the ninth episode, just when you get there, I, yeah, you, you, I bet you'll be bowled over by I'm
0: sure it goes. I'm sure, cool. Um, all right, man. Well, that's gonna wrap it up. Moviesmovie.com is the website you can go there to listen to all past episodes of the podcast. All 335 plus. I don't know. Well, actually, no. There's some half episodes in there too. There's even more than that. yeah um, <laughs> So, you can enjoy that. Uh, you can also hit up the YouTube social media channels, Facebook. It, it You can listen to it right on Facebook, um, all or slash movie shmovie, except for YouTube, which is what is it, Ronald? Is it movie shmovie podcast or shmovie podcast? Movie shmovie podcast. Right. Okay. Movie shmovie podcast. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll remember that eventually. Which, which one <laughs> it is. I, I always second guess myself when I say it. Um, Steve, don't do that. I'm not going to sit here and you do that. I know. Please. Thank you. Thank you. Um, But yeah, uh, go, go to whatever platform you can listen to podcasts though. If you subscribe and you listen on any kind of regular basis, first off, thanks. Second, if you have not left a review or if there's any feedback that you can give on that podcast to help us um, have some sort of rating or, you know, some sort of presence with some reviews, that would be great and appreciated. And, you know, Share share one of your favorite episodes with a friend. See if uh, see if maybe they want to follow us and, and listen on as we put out these episodes weekly. Because yeah, we're going to be talking about a lot of great stuff in the coming weeks. And uh, you know, hopefully, once if when we get to watch more movies in theaters and more movies are coming out again, um, kind of get back into those conversations more and more as well. But um, I'm good to go. If you guys are okay, all right, cool, Doing good. As always, thanks for listening. You've made our day.
2: Bye and then jamie lee curtis
0: walks in with a little dog (laughs) adopt a pet (laughs) rescue a pet whatever you know whatever that language was right (laughs) yeah for a moment there i was like what oh yeah that's right because i remember watching like some betty white stuff like she did
1: do that has that
2: ever happened at a funeral that you were at ronald jamie lee curtis walked out with a dog
1: (laughs) i would i would love that i would love that